Hej och välkommen till podcasten Pay It Forward. I den här podcasten så intervjuar jag primärt sett norska konstnärer som enten skriver dikt och poesi eller lager musik och som har mot till att gå sina egna vägar rent konstnärisk. För det är er ju inte alla som slipper igenom det här kulturella nålet. Men heldigvis på grund av den teknologiska utvecklingen och diverse digitala plattformar så finns det andra alternativer idag. Då hoppas jag att du finner den här podcasten både spännande och underhållande. Välkommen till podcasten Piff.
edition of the Pay It Forward podcast. This episode will be entirely in English and there is a very good reason for that. I am so fortunate to have a guest with me all the way from London, England. He is one of the persons from the inner circle of Home Composed Song Contest and he's also one of the hosts for this year's final on YouTube on the 12th of November. My guest on today's show is Andy Brook. Welcome to the Pay It Forward podcast, Andy. Thank you very much, Gunnar. It's a delight to be here. Wow. that's very, It's very nice to have you on the podcast. And before we start to get you a little bit better, I had to tell my listeners that the reason why we do this podcast is that we are trying to spread the word about Home Composed Song Contest to all the Norwegian composers and singing songwriters since there's very few people who actually know about the song contest here in Norway. And the idea is that we'll bring our listeners through the history of Home Composed and in the end we'll uh, talk about this year's competition. But before we go into that um, story, Let's talk about the song we heard in the beginning. Tell us about the song and their significance for you. Well, this song is what brought me to the Home Compost Song Contest. I had heard of it mm-hmm. and I hadn't really paid very much attention to it in the past. It started off um, as an instrumental okay. song composition, very strangely, <laughs> um, but it did move into, in, and that was in 1991. So that was, you know, now 30 odd years ago um but it was in 2006 i heard this song mm-hmm. um a polish song and i'm not going to try <laughs> the polish lyrics but in english it's give them freedom yes it's a beautiful song about sadness and freedom mm. and the music um just conveys the emotions you don't need even to understand the lyrics i sung by a guy called patrick smolarek um and it it really struck me when I first heard it as an absolutely stunning song. Mm-hmm. Should have been in the Eurovision Song Contest, could have won it in my view. Mm-hmm. And it, 
it remains to this day my favorite ever home composed entry. Wow. And it's what inspired me to join. Okay. As a, as a young man, I was a professional, semi-professional pianist in bars and restaurants. And I had really never sung very much in public. Um, and then I moved to London and found that uh, jobs were hard to come by and they didn't last very long. Mm. But I had a background in um, business, as my father had made me study business. Mm. So I ended up um, as a businessman. And um, it's only in later life that I've gone back to, to music and done it as a hobby and started writing and learning to produce and having singing lessons as well, which is the thing I most wanted to do. So in 2007, working with uh, my Finnish songwriting partner, Tina Kolomainen, um, we entered, in those days, you could enter two songs. So we entered two songs. We were absolutely sure we were going to win. Okay. Uh, we didn't know which song was going to win, but one of them was. Okay. And um, so we entered the, the competition with um, very high hopes, and we came 19th and 21st. Wow. <laughs> and so I said, okay. I'm never, ever, ever entering this competition again. It's a stupid competition. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have nothing to do with it. Um, and then about a month later, I started to write the entry for the following year. Okay. And uh, so the entry for the following year, I thought, I'm going to go completely different. I went and wrote Schlager. It was in, um, Tina speaks Swedish. So we wrote the Schlager tune and put um, some silly Eurovision-style lyrics to it, which we managed to rhyme Swedish and English together. Wow. And it came out. So um, there was a big step up. And, that, and from, from then, um, I, I was hooked and I've been a fan of the contest ever since. Not entered every year, um, but I followed it every year. Okay. Could you tell us the background of the Hong Kong Bowl Song Contest? Sure. Why did it start and when? Well, it, it, it originated in Scandinavia. Okay. And Scandinavian song competition between a few friends um, in the days bef long before the internet. So people would write and record their songs on cassette tape <laughs> and the cassette tapes would be passed around Europe okay. and copied onto it until you ended up with all the songs on a cassette tape. Okay. And then that would be copied onto another cassette, sent to everybody and everybody would vote on each other's songs. And then somebody would make a video, a, an audio voting show and add that onto the end of it. So the whole thing took quite a long time. And um, gradually... It became a bigger and bigger competition. It started off with maybe half a dozen participants. And by 2006 or seven, it was um, up to 30-odd different contestants wow. from all over Europe. Only Eurovision countries can, can enter, but there are often more than one participant per country. Um, I think the, the most has ever been is five from one country in a year when there were 38 songs. Okay. But these are all original songs. Um, they don't have to be brand new, but they have to have been written by the people that are entering them. They have to have been performed and arranged and produced by them. Okay. You are allowed to have some help from other musicians, mm. um, but it really has to be your, your own composition. And you have not got to be a complete music professional. Okay. That, that, that's a, it's difficult to tell these days. Very few people make their entire living out of pop music um, fewer and fewer in fact because there are so many more people more opportunities 
for people to be involved. Absolutely. Um, but, but it is basically, it is for people, people who aren't full-time musicians in the pop music industry. And over the years, 34 different countries has been represented on the COP. Yes. So it's quite a huge amount of countries. It's, it's a very well-established competition. In fact, other than Eurovision, it is the longest surviving pan-European music composition contests. So you've got things like Melody Festival and Melody Grand Prix and San Remo, um, which have been going for longer, but they're not international competitions. This one is a truly international songwriting competition. And this year, one of the songs will be announced as the 600th entry. So it's, it's had a lot of entries over the years as well. 600 songs. Yeah. That, that's quite amazing. We have a song coming up, and um, this is a song f from 2008. I guess it's uh, a Swedish contribution for the song contest. That's right. You can laugh at my accent. Hardcore Mestola. Wow, you're doing good. <laughs> and it's, it's by um, twins, Ilva and Linda Persson. Yes. And so they started entering in the mid-2000s. Uh, they won in 2008 with, a, well, we're going to hear the song. It is an absolute banging schlager, again, well up to Eurovision standard. I don't know how it didn't get through, whether they didn't send it, um, or whether Melody Festival was particularly strong that year. Um, but Eurovision's loss was Home Compost Song Contest game. Okay. I think we should hear Harkomen Solo. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> Svarta nätter genom mörka dagar Ingenstans något hopp om att det vänder När det känns som hela livet håller tillbaks Bara på en dag så
Kommer solen, or here comes the sun, in English. Andy, uh, you you talked about that the, um, the contributions for Eurovision fans include hardly any song in typical uh, Eurovision style. But for home composed song contest, it's um, slightly different. There's a, a huge range of styles in the home composed song contest. And it, and it reflects the, I would say, non-Eurovision musical taste mm-hmm. of the composers taking part. So you can absolutely adore the Eurovision Song Contest um, and love hearing a wide range of music. But songwriters write in their own style and their own style can be absolutely anything. Yeah. And so we get, we get everything from, from rock to um, some very unusual Swedish um, folk music. <laughs> Uh, as as you, you'll hear if you if you follow this year's competition, um, but it, it's all great. And and there's also a range of standards of production, a range of quality, of mm-hmm. course. And absolutely. But in amongst it all, there's there are always some songs that you will come back and listen to afterwards. Hmm. Hopefully, and last year's winner, uh, Cornell, he had a very kind of typical song for his country but it was quite a big hit it was probably the biggest winner of the competition he got twice as many votes as the song that came second it was his first time in in the contest and actually that song had been Uh entered into the romanian selection for for eurovision a couple of years ago and and sadly didn't get through um and again it's another one of those instances of eurovision's losses home composed game but certainly one of one of the most popular winners that we've had you have entered, um, how many times Ooh. have you entered songs? Yeah, you got me on the spot there. I would say 10 times. 10 times. And the um, the last song that you sent in for the contest was with, um, you have a songwriting part. Yeah, so the, so the, there was a special 30 years of home composed song. Um, right. And anybody that had finished in the top three in any year, was invited to send mm-hmm. one of their entries. And I actually sent a song. I've, I've, I've been very fortunate to win twice, but I sent a song that I'd come second with, um, with my songwriting partner, Tina Colomain. And um, I didn't want to send one of my winning songs because I knew that there was a chance, that a very good chance, that it wouldn't win the greatest hits. And I, and I didn't want them not to win. <laughs> I, I sent a song that came second, <laughs> and it didn't win. It came fifth. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also have um, my song. Um, I I have yes. uh, Roy Volan, and he actually won he did. one of the uh-huh. years, uh, quite a long time ago. Yeah, though, a but... very long time ago. But I and I first came across Roy in this greatest hit show, mm-hmm. and um, and I was very impressed with it with his song. Um, and I can't talk about any of the songs in this year's competition. Of course not. Um, because it would be absolutely unfair of me to do so, and I never dreamed of doing so. But I can talk about the singers. Yes. This year, we've got some fantastic singers, a really, really strong bunch of singers, um, of whom Roy is, without absolutely. a shadow of a doubt, one of the best. And there's another, um, I, I, I think she's from Romania as well. Gloria, she has yes. a very beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not talk about... <laughs> that anymore but <laughs> we have to wait until the 20th of November to see how it goes really? uh, yeah 
would you like to say a few words about Tina, your co-host? Yes, I, I'm, I met Tina through a friend of a friend of a friend in a, a bar in London uh, where every month um, Eurovision fans got together, listened to songs, um, voted on them, um, and had a, a disco at the end of the night. And I was introduced to her as somebody um, who's got a really stunning voice. And uh, mm -hmm. I said... I'm just starting to write songs after a break of X number of years. Would you be interested in singing? And she said yes. And, and that was in about 2004 or five. we started um, singing together. Ah, so you've been working with her yes. ever since? But, yes. And, and this year she's, she's going to be one of the co-presenters of the com competition. Yeah. There's a, there's a, we're not going to play that song, but we could talk a little bit about it. Wait, waiting till May... Yeah, waiting, waiting till May was the song that won the greatest hits competition. Um, so, right, the greatest hits had 25 of the most popular songs over the history of the contest out of the nearly 600 that had been entered at that time. Uh, and it was, it's, yeah, nobody can say one particular song is the best one that has ever been. But this was just the one that last December was the most popular. Hmm. And Edward and Alex, Alex Ogonopoulos or something. Alex, well, they call themselves um, the Greek brothers now, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yes, that's right. They are actually in a guest jury this year. Yes, they're the guest jury and they're, they're also um, going to be guesting with a performance in the, in the interval. Wow. So your listeners um, will, will, will get to, to hear, hear the, two, the two brothers um, towards, towards the end of the show. Yes, that's amazing. Let's talk about since you know since Hong Kong Post Song Contest has been there for quite a few years. There has also been a few scandals. <laughs> well, <way>. yes, <laughs> there have been there, there are a couple of scandals that I, I think I can share with your listeners. Uh, the first one was um, okay in 1970, 1997, a multi singer, yes, Chiara. Or Chiara, and she entered the competition. She almost okay. won, but she was subsequently disqualified because the songwriters and singers um, were all professional. And uh, disqualifying a song after the competition, which didn't even win, when the woman goes on to come third in the Eurovision Song Contest within a few months, is quite some doing. <laughs> and I think it's quite important to to mention this because. Um, as as we talked about in the beginning of, of this um, podcast, that if you're going to enter a song, if you're going to contribute with a contribution, you have to be an amateur. I mean, it's called the Home Composed Song Contest. Right. And my view, when in the years that I've organized the competition, is that people will identify as a home composer. And if anybody is a full-time musician, this isn't what they're going to be wanting to do. So... But it is, a fine, it is a fine line these days between what's professional and what's not. So whether, whether she would have been disqualified now, I don't know. But the biggest scandal was in 2015, in, in a year when actually I, I wasn't taking part. Um, and a former winner who had the idea that they would quite like to host the 25th anniversary competition mm -hmm. entered 11 hastily made instrumentals i mean when i say hastily made that you could have made them in 10 minutes each 
Okay. And made up little personas and little names like Big Brother and Little Brother and um, entered them from random countries around Europe. Oh. And the, the surprising thing is that the organiser of the competition didn't spot this. Okay. So there were 12 songs. One was a genuine song. 11 songs were made up by the composer of the 12th song. They all took part. The voting show came. All the composers sat down and watched with, by now, um, a YouTube production. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the end credits rolled and people started going mad as they realised that the person that had entered these 11 entries had all voted for the 12th song. And the 12th song looked like being an overwhelming winner. And none of the other songs that might have been expected to get good votes got any votes at all. So it was became, but only as the, the, the final credits rolled did it become apparent what had happened. So the contest had to be rerun a couple of weeks later, having worked out which were the, the fraudulently entered entries. Uh-huh. And you'd, you'd think, why would anybody do such a thing? But <clears throat> obviously, for some people, it's a very, very important competition. Yeah. Um, so since then, we've introduced checks and we nobody's allowed to enter unless we can verify who they are. Um, people, oh. have to, people have to, to guarantee that they have the legal right to enter their songs uh-huh. and such like. So, so that means that if you're going to enter a song, you're going to check the background of the, the composer. And, and well, you, you really have to be the composer. Or, exactly. or, to, or, to, or to be entering it on behalf of the composer. Yeah. Okay. You can't. You can't. You can't pick a song, and from from a from a shop and send it in. No, it, of course not. So it's a genuine songwriting competition. You should the song should be written and entered. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We we're gonna uh, jump into Martin Faulkner. He has done a fantastic job making um, kind of a Wikipedia of the history of home. Yeah, it, it, it follows exactly the, the, the style and format of, of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, every single song is listed. The lyrics are all there. Almost all of the MP3s of the, of the songs are available to listen to or download. Um, there's a history of each year, so you can check whether I've got any false memory syndromes. Um, and the statistics, there's, there's all sorts. I mean, if, when you start, you can be there for hours. So, and exactly. Particularly when, when, when the first time you go into, oh, I wonder if my name's there. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's lovely. It's, it's, like, it's like when Radio International play the songs on the radio and the first time you've heard your own song on the radio. It's very special. Yeah. And I spent quite a few hours reading through this enormous amount of mm. information. So it's it's first of all it's very informative, and you get a very good sense of what home composed song contest actually is about. Mm. So and and everybody can enter this Wikipedia-ish um, information because it's on on the home home site. Uh, yeah, I don't th- I don't think it can be edited in the way that Wikipedia can. Um, we, leave, we leave all that, all that to Martin, exactly. Um, who, who must have put in, I don't know how many hours or weeks of work into it. But, but, he, but he's a self-confessed geek. 
which is handy. <laughs> <laughs> very. And it's very good to have such a person uh, in the staff. Yeah. Uh, Ma Martin is Mr. Home Composed. He's, he's entered it more times than anybody else. And um, he stepped in and um, hosted the competition in years when they struggled to find anybody. Either because um, they didn't want to host it, or because they didn't have the technical know-how to do it. So, so Martin really is the, is 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 the, the godfather. When when it comes to the winners of this different years in in Hong Kong Post, yeah, as I understand, you have a a, a possibility to be a host or a co-host for the next year's show. Yeah. Exactly, in, in exactly the same way as Eurovision. Um, your, your prize for winning is to put in an awful lot of work the following year <laughs> and, and to curate the competition. So at its very most basic, it's a, it's a website and a way of uploading the songs and, and the lyrics because that's what it's all about. It's about the music. So for exactly. a month or six weeks, all the songs are on a website and all the contestants are the judges as well as there's a small element of public um, voting as well. Uh, so that's that's really what it's about. But at the end of it all, you do want a presentation of, of the, the scores. Mm -hmm. uh, so so there, there's always a, a voting show. And for the last couple of years, the voting show has been um, a sort of live events. And this year, there'll be a live green room for all the contestants where they'll meet up beforehand. Because with it being an, an online contest, we, we don't get together in real life, but we will be getting together and saying hello to one another and wishing each other the best of luck. And then we'll all watch the, the show together. Exactly. And then next year, the, the winner will be invited to take, to take over. Um, Cornell was too busy. He's well on his way to being a full-time professional musician. Was too, too busy to, to devote the time to running the competition, but did agree to come back and defend his title. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I offered and was, was asked if I would help by helping with the arrangement of the show again this year, which I, which I was delighted to do. So I, I've now done it two, two years in a row. Uh, next year, I'm hoping that I'll be let off hosting duties because I'd like to come back as um, a competitor. Ah, and you can, you can compete and host, but I prefer to host and not compete. Yeah, you kind of divide the roles a little bit. Yes. Mm. I'm, uh, I, I see it as... Partly a curating opportunity for bringing, bringing new people into the competition. So it's a lovely mix now of new people to the competition and ones that have been in it for a few years. Let's talk about this year's competition. Sure. We have like 23 competitors this year. Actually, it was 24, but one of them withdraw. Yeah. And the um, different musical style is quite various and it's very interesting and i in, in i i think it it shows the uh, variety of what's out there as musical composers and and musicians and it's quite interesting some of them are um a little bit on the side it's um it's not bad it's just different mm. Well, I think I think there are some some people who enter songs that they know are not going to win because they they're just not going to have wide enough appeal. But you can still appreciate them absolutely, and you you'll spot them. And 
And they will get a 12 point from somebody who thinks that is absolutely fantastic. Exactly. And you've clicked with that person, that mm-hmm. other songwriter. And it's a songwriter. It's not just, you know, it's not somebody you've never heard of. It's, it's, it's another songwriter taking part who says, yeah, I thought your song was the best. Or I thought your song was the yeah. second best out mm-hmm. of 20. And if nobody else likes it, at least you know that somebody's understood. And the way the, the points are given, nobody ends up with zero point. Well, that's not entirely true. Okay. There have been there have been occasions when there've been there have been um no point and um it's just one of those things. There's nothing we can do about it. It's it's Eurovision voting style. Uh-huh. So if you if if you're not in anybody's top ten, you don't get any points. But okay. uh, it doesn't happen every time and it didn't happen last year, um, I'm very glad to say. But there's always disappointment. Any any musical contest ends in disappointment disappointment i was saying earlier how much i was disappointed when i came 21st and 19th with my first entries yes but actually the song that i'm most proud of again i thought you know i'm gonna win this year and um i didn't i came fifth yeah um I thought, okay fifth is, fifth is a is a good good result but it was heartbreaking because uh, i thought i'm never gonna write a better song and it, and it was song that I wrote about, um, I, I've written most of my songs about real life misadventures of yeah. my own. Uh-huh. This particular one was uh, where I fell down um, a, a hole, 10 meter hole. Oh my God. Um, and it was about what happened, how I got there, um, what happened when I got down, how I got out, what I felt about it. Yeah. And everything apart from the title of the song. Uh-huh is absolutely true and not exaggerated a tiny little bit. And the song's called Alexander. And I changed the title of the song um, because I wasn't sure at the time that I wanted people to know that it was written about me. But then I realised that most people or who knew me knew about this event in my life. She would l- listen to Alexander. Yes, please. It's the one that I most like to listen to of my own songs. <laughs> okay. Here comes Alexander. Alexander needed more and more excitement in his life. He was looking for adventure on the sharp edge of the night.
before the shock began to bite He was rocked by the experience And had a newfound love of life Alexander, and first of all, I must say, you have a very beautiful song. Congratulations. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it, it is very nice. We are shortly coming to end to the end of this uh, little chat, as you say. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about the finals. It is going to be on Saturday, the 12th of November. That's right. At 9 p.m. 9 p.m. in Norway, yes. And for the uh, for those who doesn't know what 9 p.m. is, it's klocka åtta på kvällen. No, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> that was the only Norwegian that I'm going to use. <laughs> I I guess the link to the live show will be presented in uh, your Facebook group. It'll be in the Facebook group. It's on my music channel, which is Andy Brook Music on YouTube. Okay. And the contest has um, its own website this year, which is called home-22.com. Home-22.com. And and the competition will be streamed live there as well. Ah, but so it'll be it'll be on YouTube and it'll be on on the on the contest website. Okay, we're gonna put both the links in the um, the text that is follow mm-hmm. this podcast, so you can go into the podcast and you can uh, click on the link and get straight into Hong, um, the Hong Kong Post or your homepage. Yeah. Yes. And there's there's going to be lots of surprises. Um, in, in the show. So there'll be lots of, of, of um, interesting clips where I'm, I'm introducing some Romanian content um, wow. on behalf of Cornell. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of, of little surprises. There's a few eccentric um, people doing... <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog in the background. Um, he's not taking part in it, <laughs> but it, it might be interrupting some of the recording later oh. on. That's okay. Very good. Um, I'm going to air this show the the 10th of, of November, which is Thursday yeah. the 10th. Yep. So, um, and there is some some surprises on Friday, I understood. Yes. Uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll be um, a, a, a small warm-up show on Friday. Ah, wonderful. wonderful. Um, before I say goodbye to you, Andy, we're going to talk about the fourth song that you have wanted to play on on this podcast and that is cock old song yeah well i thought i ought to play one of my two winning songs um and this was the one that one most recently two years ago i wrote it 35 years ago 
Some okay. things take an awfully long time <laughs> I know <laughs> to, to come to fruition. It started off as about a five-minute song, and I got it down to three minutes. And, and I was going to try to enter into Eurovision, and I thought, no, I'll send it for Home Compost. <laughs> Uh, but again, it's, it's, it's a song that, that is written about real events in my life. Um, and the title was originally, Should Have Been the Same as You. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's a bit of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. I want snappy, and I couldn't find a snappy one. So I thought, the cuckold song. And I'll leave your listeners, if they don't know what a cuckold is, to look it up. Because that, that was what I wanted. Something where people go, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> It's, it's a it's a it's a somebody done me wrong song. Yeah, I understand. And it's very nice to get it out of the system by uh, writing a song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, the song does does it does include an element of revenge within the song, which is alluded to, okay. um, but but isn't actually spelt out. Okay. So um, I didn't didn't necessarily need to write a song um, to get the <laughs> to get the person out of my. <laughs> My system, <laughs> but to get the song out of my system, yes, I did. It, okay. it just kept, kept coming back and saying, "Please finish me, please finish me." Yeah, it took you like thirty-five years to finish it. It took me thirty-five years to finish it, and I, and I, I knew, I knew it needed to be a lot rockier than my normal style, and so I had to go out and get help with um, with the guitars because I'm not a guitarist at all. I'm a okay. keyboard player. We're gonna play the song all the way in the end. It's time to say, to wish you farewell. As <laughs> Thank you very much. And very much good luck with uh, this exciting live show uh, on Saturday the 12th. And I'm, uh, I'm very excited and hope we can have a lot of new viewers with us. On I, I, I wish you the very best of luck Thank in you. the competition. Thank you. And, and very good to have you on board. Thank you. I wish you and uh, your co-host, Tina, the best of luck with your hosting job. And Thank you very much. Say hello to Tina from all the listeners in Norway. Yeah. Body Higley. <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dokie. Andrew Brook and I say goodbye for now and wish all your listeners out there, wherever you might be, Um, a beautiful day and hope that as many as possible can watch the live show on YouTube Saturday 12th of November at 2100 Norwegian time. And then we end the whole show with the Cock Old song written by and performed by Andy Brook. Have a nice day, Andy, and good luck. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. You promised me You swore that it wasn't true But the rumors that I heard Had me asking around And you were lying through and through But I was fully prepared To go with the flow And so you broke the golden rule I didn't ask And you didn't tell But then you took me for a fool And this one